0: The following podcast is sponsored by SuperheroStuff.com. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us here on Sci Fi For Me Radio. Jason Hunt here in the bunker, sitting across from Timothy Harvey. Hi there. And uh, first of all, I guess we should uh, give a shout out to uh, our fan, Ray, up in Pennsylvania. Yes. We got the box. (laughs) We got the box. We got the box. We opened it too. We're going to post that over on Sci Fi For Me TV our our youtube channel maybe 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 throw it up on our on our patreon supporters facebook yeah, page first typical uh but yeah this this box right so we get we get this email from from ray who's a a listener long time listener and uh he's he's been telling us we need to look at anime do an episode on yeah. anime <laughs> <laughs> One of these days we're gonna have to get around to it. Um but he, he's, and he's right. We should. It, yeah, I mean it's it's absolutely. a it's a huge part
1: of the genre and, and and there's
0: so much of it on Netflix right now. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yes. So um so he sends an email saying that he's working on something. It's a very cryptic email, very ooh, spooky, what is it that he's working on? And um then he's then he's saying, you know, we're taking pictures of the build and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> You're doing a build? What now, see, I think? usually, the the word, the build, is usually associated with uh, either costumes, you know, cosplay, sure, you sure. take photos mm-hmm. in progress as you build your costume, right. or droids. If you're mm-hmm. building a droid, you, you take pictures as you build a droid. And I'm thinking, surely he's not saying it's a droid. And there's no reason for him for, not going to send us a costume. What in the world could this be? And then he sends. See, now I have him. this vision
1: of him sending us costumes. <laughs> I
0: like, uh... mm. I don't know that it would fit. <laughs> this could be this. Um, and I and I I yeah. Um, no, I, I don't. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> so we get this other email saying that you know it, here it's it's coming. There's a piece that has to be lifted out of the box first. Right. Um,
1: and Jason yeah, is Jason is getting hear. these messages and he's he's texting me with with pictures of of, of you know and I'm like.
0: What in the world is he putting together?
1: And I'm like we get well he sends me a screenshot of, of the tracking info with the weight. Yeah. And I'm like
0: fifty-five pounds. I'm like, what in the <laughs> I'm world? I'm like checking make sure
1: there's not air holes.
0: <laughs> I know. If it, and if it's growling <laughs> <laughs> So we get the box today. It's a very big box. It is a big box. Very big, and box. it's not light. I, f- it I is feel, in feel fact, sorry. You know. I feel sorry for the FedEx guy that had to carry it up nope, here. I nope, mean, nope, That's what they <laughs> that's get. That's what they, that's get, paid what they get paid the medium oh, bucks for. Okay. Right, yeah, medium bucks. Bo- Be nice to get medium bucks, wouldn't it? I have heard tell <laughs> that it's a good thing. Yeah. So we open the box, and there's a piece of very it's it's thin metal like you'd find on the front of a of an old dishwasher. Sure. Like, what is this? Metal panel here? Thing? Mm. Yeah, it's it's great for thunder sound effects. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. I've used them before in radio plays. <laughs> All right Pull that out. I was like, okay, this is this has got to be packing material. Set it aside. And we open this thing up and there's this. It's I, how would you describe it?
1: It is okay, in in, in, in the simplest of terms, it's a sci fi for me.com sign.
0: Yes, it's okay. our
1: logo. And it is, but that is, that is just, that's like kind of like saying your Lamborghini is a car. Because <laughs> this thing is gorgeous. It
0: is. It is made out of, uh, I would say, some sort of burnished aluminum, brushed aluminum. Yeah. I mean, it's just beautiful, beautiful work. It is. It's, it is is very, very, very well crafted. And it's got wings. and uh, I, It's got steampunk wings. steampunk wings.
1: So, well, actually, it, it says wings. So I'm like, <laughs> I look at Jason and go... It does it fly? <laughs> it fly?
0: Yeah, I mean, it almost it almost could, uh, it's just, except it's it's a little heavy. For well,
1: but it's just like it's it's just really beautiful work, and it's I have to be perfectly honest. As much as as much as we have done some really cool things graphically, oh God, our logo has never looked so good.
0: No, 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 no. This no. is this, this really is, this is, is the
1: the finest the finest thing.
0: <laughs> the finest accessory
1: that this that we could
0: ask for. This is beautiful, beautiful work, and it's it lights so up. And It lights up. And it lights up. <laughs> it lights up. I you was know, so, oh hey, there's a little switch here because we you know, we pull out the little pack of LED lamps mm-hmm. because they're spare bulbs. Sure. It's like oh okay, it's kind of so. And I'm figuring we've got to put the put all the LEDs right, together. Right, we of course. Just, there was going to be some assembly required. We knew mm-hmm. that going into right. it. Right. But you know you plug it in and we flip the switches and. There, it just lit oh, up. Wow. Uh, is uh, it's amazing work. It is really. Uh, we'll have to work.
1: include a photo with this.
0: Definitely going. It is. it is definitely going with us to conventions. Oh yeah. And it's going to sit right there, front and center, right in the uh-huh. middle of our live WorldCon coverage. Oh yeah. I mean, this it's is we've got we've got two
1: two huge cons coming up here. Of course, WorldCon, of course, is the bigger one. We've got Planet Comic Con coming up uh, in May.
0: Oh, you know, this means I'm going to have to redesign the set. Worldcon.
1: Oh, you're, you'll get over it. I, yeah, I, I probably will. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, this is just this is beautiful, beautiful work. Um, I am, I mean, it was, you know, we've, we've got Star Wars coming out this week and we got this opening out of the box. It really has, it's, it's like Christmas. It is. And, it is. and I got to tell you, um, uh, you may have gotten the impression over time that Jason and I are touched jaded, <laughs> uh, perhaps a little <laughs> cynical. Um, but, uh, I got to tell you, big, big smiles. I mean, we were both just well, looking at this,
0: and going, "This is so cool." Well, and then, and then the thought ran through my head, and I mentioned it to you, and and you agreed with it. I can't quit now.
1: Right, exactly. You know, <laughs> it's like,
0: uh, you know, now, now. You know we're, that you know that scene. In,
1: you know that scene with fans, Al Pacino. Yeah. You know, every time I try, to pull they me back, it, back. in. You know, yes. that's, that's that's right there. there. So, said, <laughs> so, yeah, you're going nowhere, buddy. <laughs> uh,
0: you know, it's not so bad.
1: No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. I tell,
0: I tell you what, one of but, the. You know you don't it shows that we have fans that are fully invested in us and Yeah. We do, you know and it's this kind of thing you know ray building this we've got uh tom and and a few others supporting us over at patreon mm-hmm. and uh, that's patreon dot com slash sci fi for me by the way plug, plug. Uh, sure why not <laughs> but it, it's 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 you you know they're out there. You well, know, I look at the download numbers, yeah. and you know, and since we've switched and we started hosting over at Patri- uh over at uh, Podcast mm-hmm. on some of the shows, some of the numbers are actually better than they were when I'm looking at the Google Feed numbers, right? Because we've been told the Google Feed numbers are cr- are just nothing, yeah, right? So I'm, I, we've got more people listening to us than we thought we did. We had statistics showing, yeah. And this is the kind of stuff when we get. Something like this. That just kind of shows that our our, our fans are pretty cool well and, and you know when you started this,
1: you wanted to do something where you had you know you were doing this you know the sci-fi for me was not sci-fi for Jason no. well it was to no. some degree but because it, <laughs> it always is because because you're a fan too yeah but it was it was sci-fi for me, which is the me in the broader sense of the of the, of the fan mm-hmm. so um, the fact that the fan fans one fan in particular, thank you again. This yeah. is so cool. Um, you know, gets it in a way that that it's, that's what you wanted. You wanted, you know, you know, because you know the fans care about this stuff. You know, the fans are engaged, and the fact that we actually we actually have somebody who we've managed to to engage with like this yeah. is. I very proud.
0: And he says he's going to be starting he's going to be launching his own blog.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I don't know what it's about. Mm-hmm. Uh but we, when when it's live he's going to be sending us a link so we can so we can plug it a little bit. I I think it's going to be you know the steampunk yeah. uh, the the build the electronics builds and stuff cuz he said that apparently this is this is something that he likes to do. Wow. Well, so yeah. I think that's I think that's what his blog is going to be about. So we will definitely uh, we'll oh, yeah. plug that um but you know i got to thinking and this is a dangerous thing for me to You're do say yeah what if we did what if we opened up since you know sci-fi for me mm-hmm. right let's right. let's let me be a writer sure and for our fan we have we'll we'll do a column we'll do a we'll we'll set up a way that if yeah, anybody Wants to write an article about well, sure. something.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We'll do we'll, we'll do that. We'll start that in January. I like that. Okay, all, right. all right. We'll put that together. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so tonight's topic. <laughs> we get that. We get that done first because you know we want to. We want to acknowledge our fans first. Um, thank you, Ray. Yes, you thank really you very much. You. And it, it is really it, is it, beautiful, it beautiful, is, beautiful work. It is gorgeous, and it's going to go. Um, it's not going in the bedroom. <laughs> it's going to go somewhere. I don't know exactly where. Uh, it is definitely hitting the conventions with oh, us, but yeah. in the yeah, meantime, so cool. I don't. I, now I got to figure out where to put it when it's not traveling. So, oh, well. um, but yeah, okay. So we're gonna we're definitely gonna take care of that one um, Tonight's Topic the 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 topic for the week. We did mention Star Wars at the beginning of the show. We are not talking about Star Wars tonight. Nope. because. Spoilers. Right. And we don't want to get into that territory yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of, I mean, the, the the reviews going into the opening weekend have so far been very positive. Yeah, uh, Fans, uh, people that we're connected <laughs> to on Facebook who've seen it in either the early preview uh, earlier this week or they're seeing the first or second showings of it uh, opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Everybody so far is saying that this is amazing and brilliant and it's great and wonderful and uh, so much better than the prequels so we're we're we have not seen it yet right. um because the the PR people here in town don't like us for whatever reason so we're not invited to the press events that's okay though i'm willing to pay good money to see star wars yeah, more I am than too, once so. So that's so that's on the agenda, mm-hmm. but we're not going to talk about Star Wars for a while because of spoilers. We mm-hmm. want to make sure that everybody's got a chance to go out and see it but a lot
1: of people are waiting to see see it like over the Christmas weekend with their family yeah,
0: right right um, well, and schools let out this weekend right. So, you know, next week is the beginning of winter break, so there's going to be all sorts of people that are going to go see it then.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, plus, But we are going to be posting reaction video. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got – people have said, you know, when they go and see it, they're going to be sending me video. They're going to record video. Right. And we're going to compile all of that and put it on our YouTube channel, which is, uh, which is you know, the Sci-Fi For Me TV uh, portion of our programming. So that's going to be up at some point over the weekend – uh, where people go. Oh, this is so great! <laughs> but tonight's topic is uh, fueled by coffee,
1: and as most is, of our topics as actually, most actually
0: of our are. Topics are. And we're t- we're going to be talking about sci-fi, the network, right? Not the genre. Well, the genre on the on the channel that started at the genre. Uh, sci-fi has. Gotten very ambitious of late. And that is. That's a good good. thing. Yes. Uh, This week we saw the premiere of The Expanse. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yes. We got two episodes of The Expanse on the air, and there's four episodes available online. The third episode airs on the network on on Monday.
1: Right. uh, It's up on the sci fi. uh, Right. Sci fi.com. Yep.
0: And we had a a no-commercials preview first episode of The Magicians, right? which aired this week, and uh, we get two episodes back-to-back on January 25th when it drops into its regular time slot, Mm -hmm. and we got a six-hour miniseries called Childhood's End, which was based off of Book I understand by some guy named Clark,
1: Grandmaster of science fiction. Yes, Arthur C. 20, 2001 Arthur yes. C. Clark, Runover with Rama, to Arthur C. Clark. Yes, that guy.
0: So all of that hit this week on Sci-Fi. Yeah, that's 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 a pretty solid slate. Well, and it's yeah, and it's it, it's for for a network that
1: that has clearly had trouble with its way. For a while, mm-hmm. the fact that they are they are doing this kind of thing and, and doing it as aggressively and as as boldly as they are, um, because we we've, we've talked a little bit about the fact that they brought back they had uh, you know a couple of a couple of very much evoking the nineties kind of science fiction shows,
0: right? With uh, dark matter dark, yeah. and Killjoys. right? Which
1: are which are fun ish. Um, Killjoy is more so than Dark Matter. Uh, Dark Matter kind of felt a little, um, I don't know, erratic at times. But, um, I, I, I enjoyed both of the, both of the shows.
0: Well, Dark Matter had the, had the ad, added component of having the, the mystery box wrapped around the plot.
1: Right, right. Um. You know,
0: with the, with the amnesia.
1: Well, and both of, but actually, to, to, to some degree, both of them did. But, um, I was like, okay, all right, well, you know, this is this is not a bad place to start with this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, it was a uh, you know, it's a it's a it's a good place to start. And um, but this is this is a different thing. This is a very much a a a. Uh, uh, a scale, scale-wise, this is, both of the, both of these are very, very different than something like Killjoys or or Dark Matter.
0: Yeah, yeah. You could, they they put a lot of money into it. You can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that bothered me about the Expanse and the Magicians, both, mm-hmm. and we'll get into detail on all of it here shortly. But um, I'm I'm bothered as a parent. At the relaxation, let's say, of the standards and practices, shall we say. Because in both pilot episodes for the both shows, Mm -hmm. we had floating sex. And I'm not going to sit and watch this with my kid. Well, okay. I mean, it, really, it, it it bothers me that we're getting content like this. Now, I, not not just for. I'm not commenting on the overall aspects of it. Just this this one particular aspect right now, because we got it in the Suicide Squad animated picture too. I'm like all of this stuff is coming out, and and quality wise it's really good you're really well executed it's got a good budget it's 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 you know the acting's good the writing's good direction's good cinematography's great on some of this stuff and yet there's that one little niggling aspect of it that i sit there and i go as a parent I'm not going to watch this with my kid.
1: Well, okay, but uh, again, for some of this stuff, though, you're looking at—you um, are not going to watch. You're probably not going to want to watch *The Expanse* with a small child, anyway.
0: Well, I don't have a small child. He's well, 13. even well, yeah, well, but it, he's right at that age. Well, yeah, but even that, so, I mean,
1: know. this is *Expanse* is—you know—first of all, you know, *Expanse* is based on a novel series. Um,
0: well, they so, all are because Magicians is based on a series of books right, too.
1: Right, But I mean, there's, uh, you know, the 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 novels are not written for children or young adults. They are an adult. they and and when I say adult series, I don't mean like you know in the con. I mean, just it's they're written for grown-ups. Yeah, they're written yeah. for grown Um, and you get there's there's a certain there's a certain shorthand that happens visually. Um, that, and you know, sorry we could talk about this more, um, Expanse does a lot of things by showing you something and then moving on. Right. Um, because they're, they're world building. They're and, world And the
0: magicians did that a little bit too.
1: They're world building in a hurry. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of, lot, a huge chunk of it's very, very effective. Um, you know, and what's one of the things where in that particular, that particular scene, which is not critical to the plot. Any way, shape, or form. No, nope. just you know. Um, however,
0: other than to establish a relationship between two characters, right, which and, you could do in other ways,
1: right. Well, but also to establish that gravity and weightlessness are going to behave in relatively accurate manners. Um, it's part. It that 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 scene is there for two reasons. One, it's probably in the book, which I haven't read, mm. um, and. To it's part of the visual shorthand. That's, I get that, and but yeah, well, and and the, ultimately the question becomes, um, you know, are you going to get things? Are you going to expect to have stuff from a network like Sci-Fi that is going to be these kind of marquee shows, the ones they're going to be, you know? Mm-hmm. Building the the new sci fi or the return to, you know, there, you look at something like well, you look at something at like uh, uh, Killjoys or or Dark Matter, and there are sex scenes in them too. I know, um, and you know, Farscape, the the Ballad of Aaron and John had
0: plenty of yeah, you know. I know, I know. I just you know, it just it just. I guess the older I get and the older my son gets the more sensitive i am to it oh sure because well, you know he's of an age and mm-hmm. i'm sitting there going no nah, okay
1: but you know i also found that with with my daughter um not that i was ever comfortable watching anything like that no with my kid
0: i would imagine not it's always like
1: <laughs> yeah I'm going to have to leave the room. <laughs> you can watch this. I have to go. Well, <laughs> yeah. You know, but it's, it's the thing. The thing always was, is that, um, when she was in her teens, um, I was less concerned about the content for that. I was more concerned about, and I, 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 maybe I'm, I'm less concerned about sexual content than I am about violent content. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just, you know, that's a personal, that's, that's, that's me. Okay. That's, I'm, I am less concerned about, because, because they're teenagers. Yeah. And they've, they're, they're talking about it a lot more than we're talking about it. And we know what it's,
0: uh, yeah I you know, know yeah.
1: but, um, uh, and I'm, you know, I was, so I was, and I was more concerned because, because, you know, she is a daughter. I was more concerned about, you know, how women are portrayed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are there, you know, are there good female models in these stories? Right. Um, and when I say, I mean, role models, not model models, um, uh, that should be obvious. (laughs) Uh, I shouldn't have to say that. Um, but you know, and it's, you know, and she's found, she's found, you know, plenty of characters in, in various genres to, to enjoy. But, uh, um. Yeah, so that it I I didn't I didn't quite the, but it's also different because you know yes you have a son and having having been a boy <laughs> having been a boy my whole life um, I uh, um, yeah boys are boys are interesting
0: creatures um, well and and being fully cognizant of the fact that my son listens to this show uh-huh. I'm actually going to give away one here a, a second because while he was preteen mm-hmm. there were several times. Especially during Back to the Future,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, when I developed uh, coughing fits <laughs> <laughs> quite a bit uh-huh. during that, during those those movies, because my biggest concern at that point was the language, mm-hmm, right? Because I don't want my kid talking like that, right? Yeah, and I don't sure. want him to pick him up, pick it up because he saw it in a movie. Mm-hmm. Now he's old enough. That he knows better, he'd better know better. <laughs> that you know, I mean, I have the soap ready. Uh, I don't, I don't want him talking, but he knows now to to control himself to the point he doesn't talk like that. And right, I, sure. I, and I feel that I can loosen that up a little bit. But now I've got other concerns, right? <laughs> yeah, things no, that I, I can I, watch I, with him, or and not. I get that, and I think that I think that it, it's it becomes
1: any anytime you're thinking about what you're going to watch with your with your kids at uh, various ages. Um, you do have to be aware of the content of the material. I you know, something like something like the Expanse is if nothing else PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um and at the very least. And I don't as someone who and of course, you know, we we're we're we have got a we've got a sister site called horrorforme.com where we have there'll be plenty of sex and violence because that's horror. Um but um The you always have to be you have always have to be aware of the content of what you're watching and and where it fits into your own personal tastes and your and the personal taste of what you want to what you are willing to or comfortable with watching with your kid or your spouse or significant other or your parents oh yeah Um, you know so yeah um, there's and it's always it's always an interesting balancing act because there's no one size fits all Mm -hmm. um. You know, you mentioned Suicide Squad. Um, I didn't necessarily have a problem with that aspect of Suicide Squad. I had more of a problem with. Uh, I just didn't see the point of that particular animated film. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, I, I watched yeah. it. It was fine, yeah. but
0: I didn't. It also didn't. You know, I well. It was there because the Suicide Squad was in, had just been announced, yeah, and right. they do the animated picture because it's got Batman in it, oh, of and course. you know everything, everything now has it's to more have, Batman, now more Batman, yeah, um, and and so you know, I don't, it just you know, I don't. Know, I don't know. It just... flavor
1: flavor your, to your individual taste.
0: Yeah. Right. And and, yeah. Be,
1: and be be aware of the content that you're, you know, you're consuming. Um, it is And this after
0: school special is brought to you by <laughs> Superheroexactly.com. Yeah,
1: well, and you know, I think let's 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 be fair to the the creators here. Um, they are going to tell the story they want to tell. Um, and um, we have a limited amount of time mm-hmm. to establish relationships. To establish, um, you know, when you're world building on the level of the Expanse is world building, and they are throwing a lot at you very quickly in that first episode, and they are not pausing to explain it.
0: Oh no! And it, it which goes is fast,
1: awesome. Actually, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I had to watch the episode twice, and that's a good thing. I, I I love it when I love it when people do that. I love it when they trust the audience mm-hmm. and and they give you stuff. Um,
0: and, and this uh, is something we've talked about before, where oh, sure. networks. Have gotten out of the habit of mm-hmm. assuming the audience is intelligent enough to follow a story right and I it's, it's good to see that that's coming back a little bit. oh yeah well and I think that I, I think they,
1: they made some very smart choices in adapting the material um, from what I hear because I have not read the books, although I have asked for them for Christmas um, because I've heard so many, I've heard good things about them well before the show right um, but now I'm like hmm, I want to see the depths because of course it, anytime you're adapting novel to screen, you lose something because the words you can put on the page translate into visuals. Right. And there's always... And, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, it's it's a different medium. You you would, you know... Um, and there are, pr- well, and there the are audience, pros and cons to that.
0: The audience always imagines it in such a way... Right. ...that when you put it on film, mm-hmm. when you put it on screen, and it's not what they imagined... Sure. ...then you run the risk of getting blowback. I mean, if... If they ever, ever, ever get the Honor Harrington books to screen, I know they're not going to be able to use Ashley Judd for Honor Harrington. But right. But she's always been the one that I've pictured playing Honor Harrington. Oh, sure. Okay. I don't know why. There you go. Except, no, that's fine. I mean, she's too short. You know, Angelina Jolie is probably the, the taller version that mm. you'd see. But I've always seen Ashley Judd in that part, and I don't know why. Huh. It, just, it just, that's, you know, from the book covers... right. And the descriptions in the mm-hmm. in the I, I don't know.
1: Well, and and, and we already know uh, based on on some of the stuff that I've seen, some of the characters visually do not look at all like they look in the book. Thomas Jane's character uh, is way too good looking compared <laughs> to how he's described in the book. Um, but I, there's also a a element of the film noir, mm-hmm. beaten down, um, you know, moderately corrupt. Yeah, you know, half, mm, half not caring about anything, mostly not caring about anything.
0: I know how that is.
1: Um, <laughs> and so, but, it, but, it, so it's it, it it's dealing with adult themes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so I mean, I think to, to to I mean, you
0: could put the Expanse in black and white, maybe in I some think, some pieces of it.
1: I think that there are some things you could do that are are it's. There's there's three different kinds of stories being told here, I think, mm-hmm. um, so far. Because I've watched, I've watched the first three episodes, Right. and I've got re- uh, there'll be a review coming of the first two, um, because they haven't uh, aired the third and the fourth one on network yet, and I will wait on those. Uh, but I will be uh, uh, discussing the first two, um, and you see, so because you're you're basic, you have a political thriller. You have a a noirish detective thriller, mm-hmm. and then you have a space opera. Yeah, and um, there is, and of course, all of these stories intertwine, and they they're all part of a larger picture. But what's really impressive about the show, um, what I'm really really uh, interested in, is the fact that they do so much of their storytelling visually, um, where again, it's that stuff, it's just there. Yeah. Uh, they're not explaining to you in, you know, graphic detail.
0: They're taking it for granted that you're going to, that you're going to keep up. Yeah.
1: And, which is good. So when you're looking at this stuff and, and someone makes some comment about a belter, they're talking about the asteroid belt. Hmm. They're talking about the people who live there. Um, and they're talking about the relationship between earth and Mars. You know, you're getting this, um, you're getting this, Enough information that just the way that people talk, you know, so like, you know, the political situation between Earth and Mars is very, very tense.
0: You're getting you're getting a sense of the world without a lot of sidestepping into exposition land and then back into plot.
1: Right. And I think it's
0: it's organic to what's going on as part of the scenes.
1: And I think that's actually really, really nice to see
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, when it's done right.
1: And so I'm I'm enjoying it so far. I'm enjoying yeah. it um because it is I haven't seen this kind of world building in a while. Yeah. And so it's Battlestar Galactica, the mini series of world building. Oh okay.
0: it's so Yeah, I, I saw I watched the first episode. I haven't I haven't had a chance to see the others yet. Um it didn't really engage me as much as I thought it might. Mm-hmm. Um, but that could be just me. I'm finding, I'm finding that a lot of, th- a lot of stuff on TV right now is not engaging me as much as I thought it would. Um, cause I watched The Magicians mm-hmm. and I saw that. Which I have was, not watched yet. And I thought, this, this is Harry Potter in college. This is, I've seen this before.
1: Right. Which is, which is my understanding is, is that it, that's, that's somewhat intentional.
0: It's, it's Harry Potter in Narnia.
1: Yeah, is what it is. Yeah, and that's, and, that's kind and of what I hear that is sort of it's they're supposed there's this is this is um, homage pastiche. Yeah, um, and, and
0: the first episode and commentary, was, I guess it was it was done well, mm-hmm. you know, from the standpoint of craft, but from the standpoint of story, it was just a lot of place setting. Well, I also think that remember this was Which, this, it's a pilot, it's yeah, a preview and they, and, they, and they
1: went to they purchased it on the basis of the pilot. So, I think I clearly they have they have
0: plans to go. It just I I I'm of two minds. I mean, it was it, it it's a decent enough show. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how long I I'd, I'd be engaged. It it's got to get really interesting in the next couple of episodes or i i probably will bounce i'm not i'm not a big magic fantasy type right, sure. anyway mm-hmm. um but i don't know i don't i, I think because uh, i think cammy is planning on on writing recaps for it okay so we'll see how well it goes but i mean it's 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 a, a really good looking show mm-hmm. i mean the cinematography on it is really good and the effects are good um it's all well executed well, you don't, but we don't,
1: you know, we don't have to be engaged by everything. Yeah, that's so, true. But wh- I, whereas, you know, I thought mm-hmm. um, the second episode of The Expanse was kind of, it was kind of my reaction. Mm-hmm. Which is, I'm, the first episode, I'm like, okay, I, this is interesting. I like this. All right, cool. You got this going on and this going on. Right. And the second episode hit, and I was kind of like, eh. mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. Uh-oh. That's not a good sign that I'm I'm really enjoying the first episode, and the second episode is kind of like, uh-oh. What? Wheel spinning?
0: Well, it felt like First half of season one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.?
1: No, not that bad, <laughs> thankfully. No, but it felt like it felt like um the situation they had established for for the folks who haven't watched it, I'll I'll try and stay spoiler light. Um but um there are there are events of the first episode that establish a real problem for a good chunk of the cast. Mm-hmm. Um you're talking about the thing
0: with the thing, right?
1: Yes. Um, uh, spoilers. Uh, basically, uh, you know, a ship a ship gets blown up, and people have to survive in a in a in a much smaller ship that is not meant to be stuck. Up. Yeah, that's that's not a small spoiler there. <laughs> yeah, Tim. well, well, you know, there's a lot more going on. That's only you know, we're still in the first episode. I mean, we haven't I even mean, we are I mean, got into the uh, to the to the deeper things that are happening here.
0: Um, but address your emails to exactly Timothy Harvey that's H2O right. at mm-hmm. SciFiForMe dot com.
1: They've already aired the second episode. Folks, catch up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, it's been a week.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, uh, but it's also... Um, uh, so they have to deal with the situation. They have to deal with the fact that, that you know, they are, they are a, not necessarily adrift, but you know, there are problems. Mm-hmm. And, right. and one of the things that works about the show is that physics tends to operate in a way that is... Not like Man of Steel. Physics. <laughs> uh, well, no, actually, just a lot like Man of Steel, but not necessarily like Battlestar Galactica or Star right. Wars things. I mean, Battlestar Galactica tried to have it; it, it waved its hand at physics periodically. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, but you know, um, uh, a Colonial Viper, you know, that's not how that's not how things move in space, right? Okay, um, this show is at, at much more so. This is more. This is closer to Firefly kind of.
0: Oh, all right, um, okay.
1: The, you know, where, where you know, okay, ships go so fast, mm-hmm. um, and they only go so fast, you know. Right. Um, and, you know, maneuvering is slow. Space battles are slow uh, because you're firing missiles from a long distance, and you're watching the screen going.
0: hmm that's that's one of the things that I've always been concerned about with honor Harrington's
1: well see I was like how do you how do you do and I think those you, I think you'll actually enjoy the third episode you think because third episode actually has uh, a military sci-fi bend to it okay um, and I'll
0: have to watch the rest of them
1: and it's it's they do a lot of really interesting things I think they do a lot of stuff that's right mm-hmm. Um but they are, there's a there's an attempt here to treat it like it's a world that works, as opposed to a world of you know action and adventure. It's more like this is a world where things are complicated, mm. and I appreciate that. Okay, and it's like watching, you know, it's like it's like, uh, uh, you know, again trusting your audience, but also sitting there and going, okay, we all know that we don't have a warp drive. <laughs> Hyperspace is not, you know, we right. Um, if I have one complaint about the show, um, at this point is that I recognize too much of the tech and I want to believe that based on our lives alone, um, the way that technology has leapt, you know, um, that in a couple hundred years, which is the show's only set a couple hundred years in the future, that we are going to be. There's going to be a lot more things that I don't look at and go, I don't know what that is, <laughs> or or that's not an obvious thing. So, be, but right. I, I, but from a but story again, from visual
0: yeah. visual shorthand, you've got to have this stuff to be right. recognizable. That's well, it's like in the original Star Trek, mm-hmm. they wanted really high tech medical equipment or or, or, or high tech uh, salt shakers right. in in uh, the man trap, mm-hmm. and they went all around the world and they got all these exotic, actual real salt shakers. Mm-hmm. But they didn't look like salt shakers, and somebody said, nobody's going to know what those are. Yeah. And so they ended up with actual real salt shakers, and, sure. and the, the exotic ones ended up being McCoy's medical gear. Right. So, so it's, you, you can only go so far with the advanced tech before you out-advance yourself, and people are, are bounced out of the story because they don't know what they're looking at. Exactly. Yep. But
1: it, so at the same time, you know, it's it's of, of quibbles to have. Mm-hmm. Um, the only you know, the the other the other complaint I have would have right now is that I am more engaged with two of the storylines than I am with the third. Okay. And that kind of I think is to be expected when you've got multiple storylines. you know, just uh, everyone sure, is going to you know, devel-
0: development's going to be uneven sure, throughout the whole thing. But also yeah.
1: the, the the things that are going to appeal to you as a viewer mm-hmm. are going to be you know right. Um, and so, you know, you hit certain parts and it's kinda like, Okay, get on the get on the other thing, you know? <laughs> um, and but these are these are quibbles I like having. Yeah. These are like, you know, this is like, ooh, get back to the character that had the thing. And there's if there's three and two thirds of them are mm-hmm. engaging me the way I'm like okay, this is a good sign. So so far, um,
0: I'm I'm pleased. I am pleased. That's a no. real promise. Okay. Well, getting back to the thing, going going to the next thing, get on to the next thing. Uh, we are going to do that after the break. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about childhood's end. Bum, bum, bum. Or something like that. When we get back uh, after uh, these messages, we're going to go refill coffee. There's mugs. no
1: K in messages.
0: It was a G. It was a hard G. Is it, that what mes- that was? Yeah, messages. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's how Popeye would say it, right? Messages. I am what I am, and I'm going to go get coffee, and I'm going to be right back. You're listening to H2O on Sci-Fi for Me Radio. Where can you get Age of Ultron stuff?
2: SuperheroStuff.com.
0: Where can you get Justice League stuff?
2: SuperheroStuff.com. Where
0: can you get Doctor Who stuff? SuperheroStuff.com. Where can you get Daredevil stuff? SuperheroStuff.com new items being added all the time get your superhero stuff at superherostuff.com plus the hero box is back 70 dollars worth of superhero stuff for only 49 bucks superherostuff.com where heroes shop
2: there are plenty of places to get your genre news we get that which is why we go visit those places for you and then we bring it all back here so it's all in one handy little place sci-fi for me is your one-stop shop for everything genre comic books video games tv movies the latest best-selling novels join us as we delve into the many story universes over a nice cup of coffee we've got everything you need all in one place sci-fi for me.com your portal to the science fiction multiverse
0: Whoa, where'd you get that shirt? Bought it at the convention last week. It's an Atomic Cotton design. Atomic Cotton? Yep, they got t-shirt designs from sci-fi, horror, cult films. All the shirts were really unique and fun. I had to get one. I gotta wait for another convention, though. Nope. AtomicCotton.com. I ordered a shirt. Shipping was super fast.
2: Atomic Cotton. Where Erica and Zach combine their passion for art and film to create wearable art. All original, made with a love for the genre. Coming to a convention near you very soon. Or find them on the web at AtomicCotton.com. Atomic Cotton. Shirts and art for fans by fans.
0: Podcasting is our superpower. This is Sci-Fi for Me Radio. Back on H2O, Jason Hunt here along with Timothy Harvey. Hello. And uh, now we're going to get to our main event. The Three Night Childhood's End. Yeah. Based on the novel by Arthur C. Mm Clarke, who wrote this other book. Or two. Or three. You may have heard of him. He's got this title, that's uh, that's attached to his name, Grand Master. Well, and also Sir. Yes, Arthur Sir Arthur Clarke. So the book *Childhood's End*. It is uh, originally uh, originally published in 1953. Mm -hmm. It is a story of aliens visiting the Earth Mm -hmm. to prepare humanity for the next step. These uh, these aliens are called the overlords because they don't, they don't actually call themselves that. This right. is a label that gets attached to them uh, early in the book. And they just say, okay, that's what you're going to call us. And the original premise of the book, uh, they meet with uh, the leader of the United Nations, the Secretary General, mm-hmm. Ricky Stormgren. Yeah. From, is he Denmark or from, where is he from? He's from somewhere over there. Denmark or Norway or you know, that that region of the world, and he's an older gentleman, uh, and and does not. Well, I don't. know. How much of this can we spoil in the book? We're going to spoil the book for you. How much
1: can you spoil of a book that is over fifty years old? But
0: there's a lot of people that watch Childhood's End on Sci-Fi that have not read the book. True. But of course. If they've watched the show on sci-fi, they still haven't seen the book.
1: Right. And, <laughs> and in all in all fairness to the folks, because we had a chance to sit in on a, a conference call. Uh, yes, we with, did. With some of the creative staff of the book, of the, of the miniseries. Um, there is a there is always a thing that happens when you are adapting source material. And we talked a little bit about the first half. We mentioned you know, the, the changes, uh, the expanse. <laughs> but Arthur C. Clarke, um, like a lot of authors of that time period, um, there a lot of the a lot of the grandmasters of science fiction, especially in the '40s and '50s, and I'd say some into the '60s too. Um, characterization was not the big deal; it was the ideas. Right. These were these were these were big ideas that they're playing with. Uh, rendezvous with Rama. One of the one of the troubles with adapting, and then you know, uh, Morgan Freeman. Really wants to do that, yeah, and he's a big name. He has clout. Yeah, no. you know, he's he's an important actor in 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 the Hollywood environment. He's, he's clout with a voice, and and he cannot get this thing done because one of the problems with uh, you know some of this stuff is that it's uh, there's not a lot that happens in Rendezvous with Rama, right. Um, and that actually works really, really well. It's about big ideas. It's not about action. And selling that to a studio is always tough. Um, but Arthur C. Clarke, uh, uh, characterization was never his... It was, it was less of his interest. His more, he was more interested in the, in the idea, in the concept, in the story, in the, uh, and developing the, the big ideas into interesting places. So when you're adapting something like that to the screen, you have to make some interesting decisions and and choices and stylistic stuff. And again, we come back to things like, you know, uh, David Lynch's adaptation of Dune um, or the Sci-Fi Channel's uh, versions of Dune and Children of Dune. Right. Um, You have to make some very interesting and sometimes unpopular decisions. Uh, to get the thing done, to, so, so it's a visual
0: storytelling, right? And the book itself is not long. No, no, and it covers a period of say about uh, I'd say sixty or seventy years yeah. total, mm-hmm. um, because we have their the arrival of the aliens in mm-hmm. a setup scene with characters that we never see again in the rest of the book, right? And and the scene those scenes we never saw in the in the movie, right? And then you have the the first piece where Ricky Stormgren is the voice for the overlords. He's mm-hmm. the, the, the the human the interface representative. representative. Yeah. And this is the part where uh, we establish the Freedom League and uh, Alexander Wainwright, and they're all coming in. And there's the 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 back and forth about well, are they are they are. Saviors are masters, mm-hmm. and they're helping you know world peace and end of disease and all of these things. You know all of these great things that they're doing for us and helping us. And da 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 da. And at the end of this piece is when Karellen looks you know, says says to Ricky Stormgren because they never see each other right uh, because they're talking through a one way mirror mm-hmm. and Stormgren is in this small room that is in the book described as a bare room with a table and the mirror right. And he sits down at the table, and there's the mirror, and that's it. And uh, Ricky never meets Karellen in person. I don't think does he? No, no, well, he doesn't. <clears throat> never sees him. And at the end of this first piece, this part one, as it were, Karellen says it's going to be fifty years before we reveal ourselves to mankind, mm-hmm. as far as stepping out of our ship so people can see what we look like. Right. 50 years after 50 years the golden age of man because we're going to we're going to give all we're going to give humanity all of these tools to fix all of their problems clean up the atmosphere clean up the environment in war in poverty in disease all of this stuff in right. hunger world peace kumbaya by the world of coke
2: <laughs>
0: and then at the end of this 50 years this is when korelan steps out of his ship and they see that he is actually a devil. He Wings, looks, he, he looks like he the looks like our devil. perception of the yep. devil. And so now we've got interaction following George Gregson mm-hmm. and his wife, Jean, and his son, Jeff, mm-hmm. and let's see, what was the daughter... Do- was there... A, is there a daughter's name? Um... I'd have to go back and look. But, Jean's um, brother, mm-hmm. I think, is the one, Jan, or Jan, maybe it's pronounced Jan. He's the one that ends up sneaking aboard the ship mm-hmm. and traveling to the world mm-hmm. of the Overlords and the Karina system. Not a guy named Milo, Right. <clears throat> there, there's a, there's a lot of stuff in here, but basically, toward the end of this golden age of man, uh, people start to realize humanity is never going into space. Right. We're never going there because the overlords, for whatever reason, have determined, or somebody has determined, because there's an overmind in charge of the overlords, telling them what to do. That uh, humanity is not meant for the stars. We are not going to see uh, space. Because there is an evolution at work where the children are going to become this next, this next level of existence. Mm-hmm. And that's the last part of the book where the children evolve and leave. Childhood's end. I mean, it literally is. Childhood's end because the children become this something other than human. And humanity dies out. And Jan, when he comes back from Karina from the Karina system, is the only is the last human left on Earth, Mm -hmm. the last man on the planet. Right, and he we document the end of the planet. It's it's a very down ending for a book. Well, it's interesting. I think
1: there's a. There's a sense of hope in the fact that we've become something new. We've 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 moved on to the next stage of existence. We've become something part of something greater. Um, but yes, by default, uh, it's we've left behind. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, well, see, because Star Trek the motion picture did that same thing, you know, with a with an evolution, with our next uh, <laughs> a glimpse into our next sure. stage of, mm-hmm. of existence, and it wasn't that dark. Well, but no, but it also... humanity didn't end, but still. Right. Well, the, the, you're also looking at a level of scale. I um, suppose.
1: And also the fact that the characters in, um, in Star Trek The Motion Picture are adults. There's a, a real... There's an emotional quotient where it's the children, because the children have become something different. The children have become something alien, right? Um, and we we find ourselves replaced by our children to some degree, anyway. Mm-hmm. And there's it's just it, this is this is it's a, it's a, it's a matter of scale, you right. know. Um, and so it's it's and you also have to bear in mind, you know, you have to think about when when Clark was writing this in the world that he had just lived through. So we are coming out of World War II. right? Um, we've had the, the rise of the, the Soviet bloc.
0: The beginning of the Cold War.
1: The Cold War. Um, he has just looked at a significant chunk of the world essentially just being horrible. Um, and a certain amount of, you know what? Mankind is not going to be able to fix this on its own because we're awful.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but if someone does come along. To save us. What does that mean? Um, and would we be us when yeah, we're done and, being saved? And what happens after that? Um, and so it's some really, again, really interesting thought experiments. Really interesting mm-hmm. uh, uh, playing with the ideas of what make what it means to be human and what it means to, to well, lose. Plus the, yeah. the,
0: the idea of what it would do to mankind's faith. Mm-hmm. You know, the belief in God. Oh yeah, well, uh, and all of that. Is, well, you know, is if you if you can that...
1: if you can see and touch and 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 you know call God on the phone, um, you know what is it the what's the old Douglas Adams bit about uh, uh you know proof denying faith because if you know you have to if 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 you could prove something exists then you don't have faith it exists you've got proof that it exists right and God probably vanishes in a puff of logic, um you know it's. If you could, you know, it, it it would be very very interesting to see what would happen. And that's a that's, a, that's been some some interesting uh, subject matter for a lot of science fiction writers. Is is what happens when the aliens get here, yeah. because it does impact that. Because for for many faiths, um, you know, well, um, do the aliens get saved? Do they have their own Jesus? Do they have their own you know whatever whatever you know save your god, do they, you know, it's, right. so it's, it's, it's stuff you can explore, um, but it's, it's, there's some really interesting ideas, and it is, it is a sad-ish kind of novel, mm-hmm. with a, um, with what is, I think, some people can, can look at it and find it a certain amount of uplifting, to it because we become something bigger and, and greater than ourselves.
0: It's a story that says that we have the potential to be more than we are. Right. But. Yeah. Yeah. It will the what it, the cost. Yeah. Maybe Did it get a Hugo? I think it did, I didn't believe it? I think it did. Hmm. All right, so it. that's that's one that we can check off our list before Worldcon.
1: But I think that I think that it is certainly um, it's a challenging it's a challenging story to tell. Mhm. Because it takes you to some potentially uncomfortable places.
0: And I can see that there are places in the book that, for a modern audience, mm-hmm. you know, the context would oh, sure. have to would have to change. I just I don't know that I would take Ricky Stormgren and make him basically you CW'd him. I mean, you made him, <laughs> uh, a, the, yes. you know, the young, attractive Midwest farmer guy, right? You know, blue collar and all of that and you know and and let him live through the entire thing
1: okay so the so the miniseries has a couple of things that are very very different there's a time condensing thing that happens here
0: yeah instead of 50 years it's 15
1: and um and yes our our, our ricky becomes a missouri farmer farmer um and we have those here in missouri Mm-hmm. Um yep. we are we are in we are in the, the uh It didn't
0: look like Missouri where they shot it though. It never looks like
1: Missouri. <laughs> it, Kansas and Missouri and, and Nebraska and Iowa never look like they, they you know, field of dreams, folks. That's about as close as you get. Mm-hmm. Um, but um and on some levels I get it, okay? Because uh <sighs> At the time he was writing the book, the idea of the United Nations was, was something that we all had a lot more hope was going to be more of an effective body. The United Nations is an interesting idea that doesn't have a lot of teeth.
0: Well, and it doesn't survive the introduction of people to it.
1: Well, like, like, a, lot, like a lot of interesting ideas. Once, yeah. you know, people, people are terrible. <laughs> and and once, you, <laughs> once you put these things together yep. with interesting ideas, things, things are, I mean, they're, you know, if you, if you want to, on paper, communism looks great. But except you keep, except, it that, work. except that people don't people don't uh, act that way, right? Um, and uh, so it's if the United Nations was as many people had envisioned it to be, um, I think I think the United Nations kind of kind of ran into the same problem that the League of Nations ran into, um, which is uh, you ha- everybody has to buy in, right. everybody has to, everybody has to, to to give it the weight that such a you know a world body right like we have this, we have the world court at the Hague, Mm. um, which has done some fine work, but it's also regularly ignored. Right. Um, so it becomes this thing where, you know, okay, hey, we've got these world representatives are all there and half the planet doesn't pay attention to them. Um, and so, so in the 1950s though, the idea of what the United Nations could be, Mm. the nations United. Right. Someone speak, you know, the, the secretaries of, of the United Nations would speak for the planet. Um, it's harder to do that now. It's harder to do that and feel, you know, some of the, we've had some really amazing, um, almost inspiring, in some cases, over the past, in my lifetime, for folks for the UN. But the idea that you would have one of these people speak for the world, um, or speak to the world, Mm-hmm. Uh, as representative of an alien power would just be a really hard sell, I think, for modern audiences. It it, wouldn't—for the folks for—I think it'd be uh, hard—just a hard sell for people to watch it and feel like this would happen in our world.
0: And I I, would—I agree with you on that, but I think—I think the show missed an opportunity in making Ricky younger. They could still have done the (laughs) older— Yes, I
1: would. I, I would certainly agree with you. Yeah. Um, because, and well, I also think that they they missed an they missed an opportunity to, to give us a character that was more, were less American centric.
0: Well, yeah, there is that. But I mean, you can you can make him like a, a professor. Oh yeah, or, no, well, but or, it, a, or a or a priest. Well, you know? an older, or, yeah, certainly or, an, older or, uh, some, yeah, an, it, an older character. Yeah, an older character was, I think. But see, this is this this goes back to it's Hollywood, so it has to be pretty.
1: Well, it's Hollywood and, has to be pretty. It's it's for an American audience, therefore it must be set in America because we don't know what to do with we don't know what to do with other countries.
0: Well, even even being an American. You know, make him from Boston. You know, or or somebody. You know, or or the, well, or, the, see, or
1: the or the or the East Coast or somebody. But everybody knows the Heartland is where the real Americans are.
0: Well, okay, fine. Make him an, <laughs> make him a, make him an older guy. And I,
1: I would and yeah, and see no, that I, was I, that I was the biggest agree.
0: thing when I'm I'm watching this. I'm thinking Ricky should be older because well, part of <coughs> part of what makes the book work for me. Mm-hmm. And what makes that character work is his knowledge that he's not going to live to see the golden age. Well, it's here's... that it's that sadness, that regret. But this he's... is this is going... this
1: becomes part of the bigger problem with the miniseries. Yeah, um, and that is the condensed time. Yeah, and I get that. Um, there, there are okay from a, from a production standpoint. There are a lot of really good reasons to do what they did. Okay. Keeps your production costs down. You don't have to build new sets. You don't have to recast your characters, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. All things as a filmmaker, I have sat there and gone, well, where do I save the money? Yeah. <laughs> but, see, any, but the any. But, is, but though, it
0: hurt the story. It did. It hurt the story a lot. But see, the thing but it is, if you go from part one to part two, you go Ricky's story in part one. Yep. Yeah. And the back half of it is the Gregsons. Mm-hmm. Which is essentially what they did in the miniseries, except they kept Ricky's story going all the way through. Right. So from a production standpoint, really, it's cheaper to do it the way they did it in the book. Because you only got to use Ricky in part one. Well, but... And he dies. Well, but, and he's gone. Okay. And you don't have to pay that actor for the other two nights. You get the other two... You get the But you also, the you also mentioned
1: up. part one. There's three parts to this. Right. And there really should have been two. Yes. It felt... It felt padded and I don't necessarily mean wasted, but there were a lot of things that were unnecessary. And w- unfortunately some of them came out of the fact that you make, made they made Reiki younger. Mm-hmm. Because then And you, they kept him alive. And they kept him alive. And there there's some interesting and I say interesting in the sense of I don't quite understand why they did it. Um the dead wife and the new wife and all mm-hmm. these things. And I think on some level, it's it's an attempt to emotionally connect
0: the character with the well, audience. And, and, to, and But at the same time... I got time, a 2001 oh. vibe from that room. Oh, so did I. Because, you know, it's a hotel, It's the Four Seasons Hotel, mm-hmm. and you're talking to dead people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, which movie are they making again? You know, which, which Clark story are they adapting now? But you know what? That I was expecting to see a monolith.
1: That could have been a very lovely little... Tip of the hat, but we didn't need to. We didn't need to have the kind of emotional uh, manipulation, right? Because right. it's because to be perfectly honest, we, we gain nothing from having the dead wife mm-hmm. and the wife to be. Aside from the emotional pain of you still love someone who died,
0: yeah. And what does that do for the story? How does that serve the story? Right,
1: and it doesn't. And also, there's a certain amount of, of I think, uh, disingenuousness there because anyone who has ever loved someone who has a dead spouse knows they still love the dead spouse, right? I mean, that's just we you know that. I mean, you, you you're if if you don't know that you're lying to yourselves. I'm or sorry. in some cases, the dead child. Exactly. Yeah, same kind of thing. So you have so I mean, so it, it felt a little it, it felt a little manipulative. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get to some degree why I mean, you you were you were able to with 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 those characters to look at some of these things with a sense of continuity of character. Okay. Right. But at the same time, you miss out on the fact that, yes, you have a character who is not going to see the Golden Age. Um, and then you have characters, which, which is actually echoed later in both the book and the, and the miniseries, where you realize that somebody else isn't going to get to see the Golden Age either. And that's the overlords. Right. They don't get, they don't get to be a part of what happens.
0: They just they're 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 tending the garden.
1: Right. They they're don't, just
0: the ones who, who who make it happen, they don't get to participate at all in, in their own golden age.
1: Right. So they don't they don't they don't get to ascend. They don't get to become the next stage. They are an evolutionary dead end. Now that's Stargate. <laughs> well that too. <laughs> um where do you think Stargate got it?
0: Um so it's Well the other thing too about the the other thing that bothered me about the room. Mm-hmm. In the book, it's blank. Right, yeah. Which I think helps play into the anonymity of the overlords becomes a problem. We never see them. How do we know who they are? How can we trust them? Da, da, da. It adds to that paranoia that isn't. We don't. We don't really get to see a whole lot of that in the book. We see it. We see it with Wainwright. Mm-hmm. You know, Call Minnie's character but he's played as a a media mogul mm-hmm. which in context of the modern era now you know people don't have a whole lot of respect for the media so i think it kind of it, it kind of diminishes him as a character his motivations as a character because of the context in which they put him because well, in the book mm, he's an academic
1: well but there's 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 i think i think i get it but i also don't get it because what happens here is that we have we have a mixed we have a mixed feeling about the media because we have media personalities that are
0: in general though people don't trust the media. I mean that's a very, that's painting with a very broad but, brush. Okay, it
1: is painting with a very broad brush. But for you for you know um, there are the kind of media personalities out there which which are shaping politics and culture and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and but you know who they aren't. The publisher. And that was the weird disconnect for me is that he's, he's the guy who runs the media conglomerate. Right. Okay. All right. So, um, and we have a few media conglomerates in this day and age. Mm -hmm. Um, some of them by the virtue of the fact that they're politically involved or they're, or they have their own, you know, little editorial things or whatever. We know their names. But there are also huge chunks, and of course, we we know some of their names because it's it's important in terms of you know genre stuff yeah. to know their names. But most people don't know the names of a lot of the folks who run these companies. So the fact that you know it wouldn't be this bike, you know, and I'm the publisher of so you know, I'm I'm the owner. You know, right? How many people know Bill McGoldrick's name? Yeah. Okay, so if this this was the '80s, you might know Ted Turner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not the '80s, right? You know, and if uh, you might know, you know the. Again, there's there's some folks you might know, but at the same time, you know, the, when it comes for these kind of characters, you're more likely to sit there and go, a oh, Rush Limbaugh, a or Bill O'Reilly, or things like that. these are big media personalities in their areas, right? right. Chris Matthews, exactly.
0: Yeah,
1: um, that's not quite what we got out of this character. We kind of got this this merged kind of thing. That you that you don't see. It's not really a recognizable mm-hmm. feeling. The, the media right. magnate as as media personality. Is not really something we have a lot of, right? So it felt a little weird, but it also becomes this. It, it, it's it's it really is a function of the of the condensing of time, that you lose that sense of things becoming normal mm-hmm. over time. Right. Even... This is the
0: way it's always been done. Yeah. For the last fifty or so years. And and that's something that is. Because Wainwright's story
1: mm-hmm.
0: in the book ends in the part one. Right. The Freedom League and all of that. That all mm-hmm. goes away. Right. In part one. Mm-hmm. And it didn't in the movie. It didn't in the in the miniseries. It kept going. <laughs> the part where Ricky gets captured right. by the Freedom League. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's essentially. I mean, it happened way late in the miniseries. And it is essentially the the last part of, uh, the last bit of the first part of the book, Mm -hmm. and that's almost the cutoff point, right? Where after this, the Freedom League really doesn't have anything left, and they go away, right? And then Ricky dies, and then you have the fifty years and the Golden Age and all that, and you're right, the the fifteen years. Really cuts into a lot of the narrative for the book. Yeah, in a bad way. It in, in in a negative way. Uh, it impacts the miniseries.
1: Now I will say that there were some things that I thought worked were very very effective, and a lot of it came down to Charles Dance.
0: Oh yeah, he's a great Corella.
1: Um, and I think that if you were to. <laughs> If they wanted to pick, if they wanted to pick one line from the miniseries to have as the tagline, "Childhood's End," shall I sugar the pill? Yeah, um, and just the way he says that, and it really, and I think that, and unfortunately, that's we. it comes back to what we're talking about because. <clears throat> That we 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 lose some of that, and and it's not in his performance. It's all the everything in his performance is is fairly chilling mm-hmm. in a very very interesting way. Yeah. Um. And yet at the same time, when he interacts with Ricky, there's this kind of warmth.
0: There. Yeah. You get that sincerity, that feeling yeah. of he's he's really he's really not a bad guy. Right. He's just doing a bad thing. Yeah. And, you know, it, From our perspective, yeah. Well, and and
1: and, it, and it's it's a perspective. Thing. Yeah, he's
0: he's got a job to do. He and, has a task,
1: and he thinks it's a noble one. Hmm? He thinks he's helping. Yeah, um, but it does make for some interesting because you have these these uh, this condensed time. You end up with some things that just don't feel earned. Earned. Yeah. yeah. That's and, and some of the emotional stuff, unfortunately, it feels that way too. And it's a, it's a it's a factor of making Ricky younger, and keeping around the, the relationships, the relationships, the relationships in a lot of this didn't feel right to me. Right. Um, I didn't feel like Milo's relationship with the girlfriend. Rachel. Rachel, thank you. How many lines does she have in this thing? She's got a few. She's got a few. But... But see the thing about it is though she's not in the book. Well, I know, but I mean, if you're going to have this character and you're going to have this, you know, if you're going to give this person this emotional character, and what's the last thing we see of her? If Shall we spoil it? If you're going to have that shot, you need to have an emotional attachment
0: to that character. Right. Yeah, because in the book, the 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 um, the animal. Species. The specimens mm-hmm. were collected by Professor Sullivan, right, in an underwater facility, mm-hmm. is where he worked, and I was really I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be cool," <laughs> you know, Sea Lab. Right. Mm-hmm. We didn't get a Sea Lab. Yeah, nothing. I mean, none of that. Um, but yeah, introducing inter- introducing Rachel as the girlfriend. Well, see, the thing about it is this whole this whole you know preserving all of the animals as a menagerie for a zoo thing. Mm-hmm. That's not in the book. Right. I never, I never saw that. I mean, yes, they're collecting some of the animal specimens to send back to Karina, but I never got, I never got the impression that they were, you know, building an ark or or whatever. Because right. because um, uh, McMahon's character Rupert, mm-hmm. he sits there and goes, "I wonder how he did it. How he chose out of you know nine million species or whatever on Earth. How he how, how they how they got chosen." Hmm. And his security guys sitting there going, "Who is Noah?" Mm-hmm. When he when he populated the ark. So you've got these religious elements all through the book, all through the all through the miniseries. Right. This this acknowledgement of religion and, and this not this acknowledgement of religious history. And you know he's got all of these. Zoological specimens around this room mm-hmm. and he's figured out or at least he's got the impression that they're collecting every 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 living species from Earth except humans to live where right. on on Karina I mean Karina's not going to be uh, environmentally friendly to these animals sure. I mean, you're not going to have salt water and, and, and fresh water and oceans and, and whatever and stuff for these animals. So what are they going to do with them? Right. But Milo's trip, I mean, he's still yeah, – I mean, that part of it is pretty faithful to the book. Right. He gets shrink-wrapped and he goes and it's 80 years like mm-hmm. it is in the book Right. when he gets back to Earth. But you're right the emotional the emotional connection with Rachel is I don't want to say it's hand-wavium but it's it's unnecessary because in the book he had a relationship with the Gregsons he had a he had a relationship with this with his sister mm-hmm.
1: Well and I think No that... no no no
0: no he was he was his his sister was married to Rupert his sister his, Oh okay, okay yeah, yeah, yeah his sister was married to Rupert that's how That was the entry point because they all got together for the seance. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where they figured out that Gene was a little bit different. Gene Gregson mm-hmm. was a little bit different for whatever reason. And that's also where Jan figured out what star system to go through because they're doing the whole thing, da-da-da-da-da, with the Ouija board. Right. And Jan says, "Where are the overlords from?" And NGC number 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 number, and that's it's the it's the galactic code for the Carina star system. Right. Which in that in that particular scene, there was a different overlord there. It wasn't Corellin that came to the party. Oh right. It was a different one. But you know, makeup and such. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As long as we're. You know, paying for it. Let's just put it on Karellen and put him in the party. <laughs> I don't know. It just there were pieces. You're right. It was too long, and there were pieces in the in the miniseries that were completely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Because I felt like the Gregsons got shortchanged, and New Athens especially got short.
1: Oh yeah, New Athens. New Athens it.
0: was just a, a footnote. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a major component in
1: half the book. Well, anytime you make a decision like the people in New Athens make, it's not going to take fifteen years. Right. Yep. And I think that.
0: See, and the reason why Gregson went there, George Gregson took his family there, is because he's an artist. Mm-hmm. Right. He's in theater. He's in he's in performance art, and culturally we're dead everywhere else, and they go to the New Athens because hey they have theater there right and that's where they go mm-hmm. because because one of the things that 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 I think the book was much more
1: effective at uh, I, just, I just uh it didn't it didn't play out enough for me
0: that the death of creativity yeah none of that real I the mean, death it's of it's, a, it's a side it's a side conversation the, in one scene and then it just goes away and I think that it's
1: and I don't, you know, again, it's it is such it is such a hard, hard thing to adapt a novel to film in any case. Okay, it doesn't matter what it is, and it's a hard thing to do when you've got big ideas. Right. But at the same time, the big idea with the, the one of the questions about, I think, this novel and to some degree a lot of Clark stuff raised was what it means to be human. Mm. What what makes us us? Right. And creativity, art, religion, you know, or, or, or sorry, art and faith, um, take it, take away the religion part, you know, leave, leave the faith.
0: Well, the need to explore.
1: Yeah. The need well, yeah. And the need, the need to understand. Curiosity. Uh, yeah. curiosity. So you lose those things and, and are we still human? You know, but then, then we just, you know, we, I don't. Becoming just the thinking ape is not necessarily what we want to go with. I think that you know you 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 look at this stuff and and you fa- these are big questions to ask what makes us us? Mm-hmm. And there's a decision that you know again, spoiler for a book that's over fifty years old, but the folks in New Athens, when they realize what is happening, they
0: have no interest in going on, right They make a collect it's essentially a collective suicide. Yep, with a nuclear bomb. Yeah, which I didn't see a nuclear bomb in in this one. No, but we, d- I, we saw a countdown clock. But to get the idea
1: of a of a of the last place where creativity is, or the last, and and to realize that there will be no more children. Yeah, we're done
0: now. That, now we got the no more children part, but we didn't get any. We didn't get as much as we needed for the the creativity is dead part.
1: Right. Well, and I think that to some degree we missed. We, we ended up from from the point from the point where shall I sugar the pill, is where I actually expected it. Mm-hmm. I expected that moment Tim to look at it and goes, "You are the last generation. You know there, the there there will be one more generation of humanity."
0: Well, see, and that's there were several places. Where Karellen is about to reveal something mm-hmm. to Ricky, right, who's supposed to be dead at this point, point. and we cut to somebody else. Mm-hmm. We cut to Ellie coming out of the house, or or something, you know, the dog, or the people out the at right. the uh, thing, and then Ricky comes out from where you know from the barn or wherever. After Corellin's told him whatever it is he's told him. And then he lies to the woman right. he loves wait, wait. over and over again. What Carellin had to say is a pivotal part of the book. Mm. And you just
1: skipped it. Well, because then she asks him how he is, and he goes, I'm fine. Yeah. And it's like, no, mm, we, no you're not. Wait.
0: No, you're supposed to be dead at this point, Ricky. Yeah, well. Well, so, see, and then the whole thing with the with the with Perelta. Uh, 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 with, uh, with the girl, mm-hmm. with, uh, with the religious, the, the counselor, right? All of that, that that whole thing was completely fabricated out of whole cloth. Right. She's not in the book. That whole storyline's not in the book. Although I found her storyline to be interesting, I did too. I thought it was. I, I thought it was. I thought it was a good addition to the to the story mm-hmm.
1: overall. And honestly, what I would have liked to have seen is a lot less Ricky,
0: more her, and more her, because I think that they.
1: There's some interesting questions being raised there, and some very human behavior, mm-hmm. um, and for good and for ill.
0: Because her mother, when when the overlords arrive, her mother loses her faith in God and kills herself, mm-hmm. and this has
1: a, this has a definite impact on her child. Yeah, um, whose own religious beliefs are um, shaky now. Yeah, but there's there's a core a core religious belief, and mm-hmm. we've talked about this a little bit. It's it's science fiction. Science fiction and religion don't always go hand in hand. Um, and sometimes they're done really, really well, and sometimes they're not. But um,
0: Peretta—that's the character. Thank name. you.
1: Um, I mean, I'm I'm still waiting for a really good uh, uh, canticle canticle for Leibowitz movie. Um, <laughs> I'll probably keep waiting for a yeah, good probably, canticle for movie. Yeah. Um, but it's an important part of human culture, and it's important. I think I think it was a really interesting place for them when they, when you're going to add something to this story to explore that. And this is the kind of thing that that if Arthur C. Clarke was writing it today,
0: that's the kind of thing he would have probably played with a little more than he did in the novel. Sure. Well, and 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 I can say having having adapted a difficult piece of prose mm-hmm. for a film, right? As as I've done with with Randolph Carter when we produced that short film. Sure. The, the it is it is a balancing act to. Stay faithful to the source material and still create something that works in the visual medium. Mm -hmm. However, you can take that too far. And I think that I think this production did that. Now, I I found myself at one point I was thinking, you know, if this had been a sci-fi original miniseries. Right. It would be perfectly fine. Um, okay. Yeah. 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 Because it would have been original. It would have been something new. It wouldn't have been based on anything. It was just this brand new thing. They're telling this story. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fine. The 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 racial memory working backwards.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's in the book. The reason that the reason that Karellan looks like our devil is because we remember him from the future. Mm-hmm. That's in the book. That's that's a that's a cool idea. Right. We haven't seen anything like that since the finale of Star Trek: The Next Generation. True, it's true. going backwards. Right, it's going it's, it's backwards in time while we go forwards mm-hmm. in time. Same kind of thing here, and that's not in the miniseries. There's no reason why. Wait, well, because they talk about him, you know, the way he looks, mm-hmm. and you know, described as the devils and whatever, but they attribute it to the the overlords being here, having been here before, right? And they weren't. Well, we, we remember the future. That's well, that's the idea presented in the book, and then to call the planet Gehenna. I mean, they didn't pronounce it that way, but it's, really, that's just a little, little on the nose. Little on the nose. Yes,
1: I think. I think. Uh, okay, it's. I think ultimately, where it where it fails for me, is two places. One, it's too long, mm-hmm. and secondly, the time frame just doesn't work. Right. Because even if you even if you have the same characters, you keep working through the whole thing. Um, humanity lives longer, whatever hand wavy um, Fifty years is two generations ish. Okay, that's a su- you, that's a sugaring the pill. Mm-hmm. Fifteen years, I guarantee you, a creature that looks like the devil steps off a ship that looks like it's got wings. Mhm. Humanity he, is going to lose its collective mind. Yeah. yeah. Well, the
0: well, um, you know, even if even if you're in a situation where you have this benevolent figure, I'm helping you. I'm mm-hmm. going to cure this disease, I'm going to, you know, solve world peace and hunger and war and all that famine, all these things, you know, you do all of these things even 50 years is a stretch for people to believe that this devil is the one that's well
1: our saint okay yes but there's okay look um we come down to the 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 uh but human we, we live longer now well yeah but also the human ability the human ability to get used to things mm-hmm. okay so yep. uh it's like oh okay oh the internet yeah
0: well yeah cell phones
1: and and so, so these things come out, you know, and he looks like the devil and it's like, oh okay, he looks like the devil. But mm-hmm. he's been around for fifty years. Right. He hasn't hasn't killed us yet. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um but, but but again, fifty years. Fifteen years. Um my parents could still be alive in fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Um that'd be that'd be cool. I'd be happy with that. You know, stick around folks. Um <laughs> but um that, you know, if if the devil popped up, <laughs> they're not going to have forgotten what the devil means in fifteen years. Right. Uh, I'm not going. You know, it's 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 hard to really accept that you're going to have even even with the devil appears in too many different cultures. The idea of a devil, mm. whether it's, you know, and, and, and it doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter culture or what's faith, there's a trickster god, there's the, there's the liar, there's the deceiver, there's the, you know, the whatever. Evil one, the evil yes. one. And it comes in different shapes and sizes, and, 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 and you know, but there's always, not always, but on a lot of them, there's the deal. Christianity, of course, has got the deal, the deal with the devil. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, so, you know, here's, I tell you what. If you give me this, yeah.
0: I'll give you. Well, the devil and Daniel Webster, uh, devil and Daniel, well, well, Wh- which is even mentioned in the book, in Clark's well, book, or
1: just you know the the legend of the legend of of Faustus, mm-hmm. where of course you know I or if uh, wow there's, there's you can't get around it you have to you have to get a little religious with this go back to the Bible, you know Jesus at the crucifixion where the, where the devil comes to him and says hey yeah I will give you.
0: Or the temptation out in the desert. Yeah, yeah. You I, know, will the give, 40 I will give forty days. I will
1: give you all of that. this. Yeah,
0: if you. So it's, well, Job, the story of Job. Egg, yes, you know, okay. devil, the devil is still saying, "Hey," you and, know, that's, I, and that's and
1: yeah. that's why and that's why it matters mm-hmm. that the overlords look like demons, right? Right. So, um, because there's an emotional content there, there's a cultural content. So, the idea that in fifteen years, um, that mankind would be would not lose its collective mind. Yeah. That you would not have someone who at that particular point would say, Nuke it, nuke it now. It's the only way to be sure. There is I think that is both an incredibly optimistic view of us. Mm. Um I mean that'd be nice. Well if and... we could leave if we could leave that sort of thing behind, but it's I don't think it's realistic. I don't yeah. think And, and it, if
0: Wainwright had still been around at that point in the story. He would have been the one doing it. He would have been the one, the one saying it. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he and he would have were. been on every single channel that he owns, all of the networks everywhere on five hundred channels of cable, <coughs> saying it. And I think that's one of the reasons why. The, the other, the other part, you know, when I, you know, I sit there and say, yeah, as in, if it was a sci-fi original piece, it mm-hmm. would have been fine. During part two is when it started, and uh, increasingly more frequently during part three, I found myself going, this wasn't in the book. Right. This wasn't in the book. Well, the book didn't do it. This wasn't in the book. And it kept popping me out. Right. Because I'm expecting to see Arthur C. Clarke's Childhood's End. Right. And I didn't see Arthur C. Clarke's no, Childhood's End. It's it's unfortunate, because I think that they, they did a lot I of things. I saw this guy Grams.
1: Childhoods in right and and you know again it's it's a tough tough thing to to do this kind of adaptation and it's a tough tough thing to kind of do this kind of big idea stuff yeah um, you know I remember watching two thousand and one and just being in awe and then watching two thousand and ten and it's a very faithful adep, adapt adaptation of the of, of two thousand and ten mm-hmm. and completely different.
0: Could be different movies, tonally. Oh, sure. Right. Well, Um, because 2001 is based on a short story. I mean, there wasn't a 2001 book until Clark wrote it when he wrote the movie. Right. Um, But With Kubrick. Yeah.
1: But So I watched the film. I watched both those films back-to-back with my ex-wife when we were in our early 20s. And she had never seen either film. We watched it with her dad. And she was really kind of bored during two thousand mm-hmm. and one, and two thousand and ten was alright. And she and now she's she's as a is a you know someone out of their twenties, um you know she certainly appreciates the the quality of two thousand and one, and and you know she's a science fiction fan too. Yeah. Um, but you you you're playing with big ideas and and. And making, you know, adapting things and and trying to get this stuff out in the right way. And, again, adapting H.P. Lovecraft. This is hard stuff to do. And you make interesting choices. And I think that if this this gets people to read the book, to go back and pick up a book that's over
0: 50 years old,
1: Mm -hmm. um, great. Um, I think it is.
0: I think there were a lot of people watching it who hadn't read the book. Just from just from reading the Twitter, oh sure, feeds. and I think that and that's okay. I mean, it,
1: hopefully, it gets them to read the book. And I think it also becomes this thing where where any exposure for some of these folks, you know, you you have so many writers now in in the genre fields that they know the current crop of writers, mm-hmm. um, and they don't maybe not have read Clark or Asimov or Heinlein or Niven or you know. Um, uh, a okay. dozen twenty yeah. dozen uh, many many dozens of, right. of really Bradbury, fantastic uh, uh, writers that are just you know that are, are that have died or or mm-hmm. are just not the they're not the marquee writers
0: yeah they're not the flavor of the month yeah
1: um, and and getting a chance to, to expose someone to some of that stuff, I mean, I dread both exciting and dreading the thought of someone ever making stranger in a strange land.
0: As a film. Oh yeah, okay.
1: or um, a uh, or Footfall. Mm. I want them to make a Footfall movie so bad. <laughs> that'd be such a great film. That'd be that be the Alien Invasion film to sit there and go. You thought you, you thought you guys had an Alien Invasion film, right? Um, well, Amazon doing The Man in the High Castle. Yeah, I mean the thought that some of this stuff is actually you know getting made at all. Yeah, and the, and the changes that they had to made to make to Man in the High Castle, um, significant changes. From mm. the book, and it's fairly faithful. Yeah, but it's kind of like it's kind of like adapting anything by Dick anyway. Well, I mean, Blade, Blade Runner, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it becomes this. It, it's it's a it's a weird tightrope, and so I give them credit. I give them a lot of credit, um, you know, actors and the production team and the writers and the directors on on this for what they set out to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that people enjoy it, and and you know. Um, go back and look at the look at the novels and and go back and look Clark stuff and any in any of it. Yeah. You know if you haven't if you haven't, if you haven't read Rendezvous with Rama, go read that book. It is, it is smart people science fiction. It but is, you got to pay attention. You got to pay attention. Um, and I'm dying to see a really really high quality version of that film. And it would have to be on something like Sci Fi Channel or Netflix or something because it is not going to play in the movie theater. Right. Because you were not going to convince a studio to sit there and make a two and a half hour, three hour <laughs> film where people just walk around
0: and think. Call me Ishmael. And and <laughs> yeah. We saw, well, see, we saw what happened with that. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. with with this this movie here, not too not too long, ago, a couple of weeks ago, it just didn't do very well. Yeah. You know, so I think that
1: it's it's, uh, it didn't work. It it ultimately, ultimately it fell it fell short for me, and it fell short is, for
0: you. Which is what happened with Ascension.
1: Yeah. Big hopes, yeah. Disappointing execution. But I think that ultimately this was there's enough here. There's enough here uh-huh. that I think people can go and pick up the book, and get the time. Yeah. That Clark spent on exploring the ideas here.
0: I give it uh, an A minus for effort. I give it a C plus B minus for execution.
1: Um I will definitely give it an A for effort. I will say probably a I'll give it a B minus for two reasons. One, I think that um the addition some of the some of the added material, especially the the stuff on religion, mm. I thought was interesting. Um and I think it was I think it was intelligent an intelligent addition. Um and Charles dance. Yeah. And I would but I think that uh I would really really like a shorter sadder <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 that's, that's that's their thing. It's like I I, I should I should have felt sadder mm-hmm. watching this. And I should there there was an emotional feeling that I think that they they went some emotional choices that were not the ones that I
0: Wanted, yeah, you, you know, you know what's not shorter this podcast, this episode. Well, yeah, you know, we had on. things to talk but about, but yeah, we had we uh, yeah, big ideas, so uh, sorry, folks, <laughs> and uh, and and big heavy metal, uh, lit up photos. I, I mean, it's so, cool. so cool, <laughs> yes. Uh, I tell you what, okay, so that's that's uh, that's gonna be it for us. Yes. We're gonna we're gonna head out uh, for our Christmas break. I think we're gonna take a couple of weeks off. We'll Spend some time we'll with see. family we'll yeah. and, and there's and, uh, Christmas and there's a there's a New we, Year's we, thing and, there. And a programming note, when when we pick up the show again in January, mm-hmm. we are going to be over at podcasts dot com yes. as our hosting and hopefully we're gonna work on you know making sure that iTunes stays connected to it, but right, we are right. gonna we are gonna make an effort on all of our social media to make sure that everybody's got the link so mm-hmm. you can you can pick back up um, because it looks like that's a better option for us as far as hosting the show. So podcast.com is where we're gonna be. Uh, just give everybody a heads up there, and um, uh, on the social media. Speaking of which, you can find us on all of them: Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, uh, Twitter, YouTube, Google Plus, Tumblr. And, um, um, leave a comment, please send us an email, h2o at sci-fi for me.com. You can call our hotline, which is, uh, area code 573-42-Sci-Fi and, uh, let us know what you think. Did you, did you like or not like? what did you think about childhood's end? What did you think about the expanse? What do you think about the magicians? Are you are these shows that you that you think that you're going to be able to to watch for a while, or or have you already bounced out? And that's going to do it for us, Timothy Harvey. Always a pleasure, sir. My name is Jason Hunt. Thank you very much for listening on behalf of everyone here at Sci-Fi for Me. Have a great holiday. Yes, happy holiday. And we will be back next year.
1: This has been a presentation of sci fi mecom Copyright 2015 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. This is Sci-Fi For Me Radio.